Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and in today's podcast, I thought I would talk a little bit about the inner loving presences. So this is work I've developed to really support us to feel deeply loved and supported. This really, the the word presence is really deliberate, this deep sense of presence, presencing within. So... Many of us don't have that to start with. So the idea being that what we experience in the family and culture and time that we grow up in when we're children, when we're babies and children, in terms of our relationships is what we internalize. So that's, we internalize so much um, beliefs about just about everything that we encounter based on our experiences and the beliefs of the culture and family and time that we live in, um, ways to respond to our feelings, to our needs, uh, beliefs about ourselves, um, ways to respond to what we love and what we don't love, to our yeses and our noes, to our callings and our preferences, all of those things. So what happens is we come into the world as a unique soul and uh, in those first few years we're really deeply affected by our environment and the extent to which we are offered a loving and willing environment so for me the the love uh, needs are things like the things that really deeply honor our interconnectedness so those are needs that really honor that honor our needs for connection and attunement for um, love for presence for empathy for compassion for deep interconnectedness and that's not only with humans that's with uh, animals with uh, trees and plants and the land and the seasons and the night and the day and the stars and the temperature all of those things and our will needs are things like agency and autonomy and choice and um, support in taking action and support in our nose, expressing our nose and our outrage and all of those kinds of things. And again, um, ways in our culture and our family and our time where we are um, honoured in our individuality and our uniqueness we're supported to differentiate to individuate all of those things so we internalize what we experience so what happens is there's this combination between our unique soul and what we internalize and the beautiful thing is that as we evolve and grow we can change that internal environment through new experiences, through new relationships and through our own lovingness and willingness and our our intentions to change. So I'd love to share my own experience as a younger person. I was full of guilt and shame and self-judgment. I hardly spoke at all. Uh, I was pretty much, I could pretty much guilt or shame myself at just about anything and that was very very painful so I talk about um, emotional sticks so for me those are things again that we learn in our culture 
um, particularly guilt and self-judgment. They are not just inherent to human nature, but they are a particular um, facet of domination culture that's been around for a few thousand years. And when we pick up those sticks, we learn to pick up those sticks and we and we need to learn to pick them up because we need as as children, you know, some of our core love needs are for safety, for belonging, well, for, um, you know, to, to fit in, to believe that adults around us know more than we do. So for those reasons, we internalize those sticks. So we receive the judgments and the shaming and the guilt and the shoulding and the half doing, and we internalize them. That's how culture is passed down. The beautiful thing is that we can change that. So I learned to put those sticks down because when we pick up a stick and we hit ourselves, an emotional stick, we hit ourselves with a, a shoulding. I should have done that or I shouldn't have done that. That's, that is leads to guilt, which is an emotional bruise and the shame stick. There's something wrong with me. So if we think about that in terms of love and will again, Shame is related to love because it's the sense there's something wrong with us as a person, as a human. Whereas guilt is more about there's something wrong with what we're doing. So that's related to will. So, as I said, I used to pick up those sticks all the time. I used to liberally, liberally hit myself with them and would feel those emotional bruises most of the time as well. So that wasn't really very uncomfortable. And over the years, what I have learned to do is to put the sticks down and to replace them with a deeply loving and willing environment. So that means I've developed deep connections with what I call my inner loving presences, which are my inner loving mother, my inner loving father, my inner best friend, my inner beloved, and a loving money, and a whole slew of other. Well, actually, I don't have that many others. Those are my key ones, but a few others as well. And what I now love to do is then to, um, so if I continue to what I love to do to help others is my experience of myself and the world is now completely different. So instead of feeling guilt and shame and self-judgment all the time, I pretty much never feel guilty, hardly ever, 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 hardly ever feel shame. Um, the hardly ever judge myself there, there may occasionally be the most subtle 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 of uh, self-judgments maybe related to you know really culturally embedded things um, like aging and things like that but uh, instead what I have is so much love and compassion so much empathy so much uh, respect for my own agency and choice, a lack of coercion, a deep support and trust in myself. And one of the biggest differences that I've experienced, which is not only from my inner loving presence's work, but also for all the all the parts of my work, um, but also the conversations with life work, which is really a deep experiential sense of being connected with all of life is that instead of feeling this sense of deep isolation and mm, what's the word there's a word for it um isolation you can probably think of it you're saying it's this word <laughs> um 
alienation that was, it was my deep experience and now my experience is of deep support and belonging and interconnectedness I feel a, a deep sense of being at home here which really amazes me that we can really change that much I'm really amazed that I could go from someone who was so full of self-judgment and shame and guilt and terror and isolation all of those things to someone who is, is me now where I really feel most of the time this indwelling joy and not from a any sense of trying to repress uncomfortable feelings because I'm all about listening to those that in loving presences are all about listening to those but through this indwelling connection with myself with life with my children with my mum with the animals with the trees with the clouds with all of it um talking about my mum um you know we had a really tricky start I was in uh, born 10 weeks premature I was in an incubator for five weeks um, we were also separated for a year and a half when I was um, n- uh, 8, 9, 10 and you know we had a lot of big things between us that, that really were very painful in my younger years and again you know the our possibility for, for transformation so that's for me the psycho-spiritual context to hold is that our relationship now is so yummy and what I love is that it it keeps on getting more and more yummy we both keep evolving my mum's 89 how amazing is it that you know even in the last couple of years that our relationship is transformed again and I know that's a big word but it really has and uh, even in the last year again another big big shift so I really I really love to offer these um practices particularly I'm talking about the inner loving presence practice and the inner loving presence process today how much they can radically change our experience of ourselves and our relationships and our world so the main thing being that through um, through interacting with others who are sitting in that seat of lovingness we can internalize new loving presences which also connect us actually with our innate soul which is love and will so uh, from a psycho-spiritual parenting perspective we need that outer loving environment to um, to almost light up our true nature as love and we need a willing environment outer willing environment to to support us to stay connected with our true nature as will and willingness which is that true innate power and um, connection with the life force of life Um, and the same happens as adults that we really need uh, generally again some kind of outer experience of love in order to connect with our inner loving presences and the same for will and the willingness practice which I won't go into today but it's another part of the Marian method and this isn't just about feeling this love and this presence and this empathy and this compassion, this support and this encouragement and this um, deep presence, presence, presence. But it's also about, this isn't some kind of let's 
pretend thing. These inner loving presences also listen to all the responses and the reactions we have to love. So again, I remember as a younger person, if I was to receive love, whether that was from a friend or um, a partner or you know whoever it was, I would often have lots of different responses and reactions to that. So the way I see it is that when love is present, whatever needs to be loved shows up. So in the inner loving presence work in particular, part of the practice is that if I were to say to you a whole bunch of inner loving presence phrases, that whatever showed up for you, those would get to be heard. So there are all different ways to do that, but that's actually part of it. So just as if we... um, so much of this is relevant to outer parenting too so if we are a parent and our child has some big feelings and we're offering them love and they might be saying you know I might be saying I'm right here with you and I love you and they might be saying go away or I hate you what we're doing uh, from a psycho-spiritual parenting perspective is keeping on offering that love because knowing that the the love is supporting whatever needs to be heard to be loved. And when we keep on hearing that and keep on hearing that from love, those things get to be expressed and heard so that eventually more and more love can be let in. So it's the same with the inner loving presences. So I could say a few phrases to you and whatever you were feeling in response to that, whatever you were thinking, whatever showed up would be welcomed. So this isn't about... Uh, pretending that you're just going to let it all in straight away and believe it. I mean, if it, if it was that easy, then I could just spend the next five minutes telling you all these inner phrases. You would believe them all and that would be your new um, natural. It, it doesn't work like that. It takes time and practice for not only the uh, responses and reactions to be heard, our younger parts to be heard. That's through the inner loving presence process and us to practice this enough so that these do become the new internal dialogue. So I'll give you a little example. I'll say a few phrases. I invite you to, um, if you're feeling relatively calm right now, I invite you to listen in. If you've got really big stuff going on, that might not be the time to delve in more. But I'm, if you're like, oh, you know, I'm feeling fairly calm, fairly comfortable right now. I'm going to offer you a few phrases and what I would do is if you're in a session or in a course I would invite you first of all to connect in with your body and feel your outer loving environment which is which might be the the support of the chair or the floor or if you're lying on your bed to really see if you're willing to receive that loving support then I would invite you to connect in with your breathing because the breath is so central to this work. It's in, these are embodied practices. They're not thinky ones, even though there are phrases and words. It's not just about the thoughts. And I might offer you some of these phrases and I invite you in the here and now to to notice your response. So you might get distracted, you you might receive them and feel feelings, you might feel touched, you might feel tearful, you might notice yourself. Did I say that already? Thinking about dinner, breakfast. I'm going to offer a few. 
I'm right here with you. I'm listening. I love you exactly as you are. I welcome all of your feelings. I welcome all the parts of you. I'm right here, sweetheart. I'm always right here with you. So I invite you to connect in. How do you feel in your body? So these things, as we as we practice these practices on an ongoing basis, they start off as practices. They start off maybe feeling a bit clunky. We may not believe them. But if we keep on going with the practices, they become more and more embodied. So, for example, um, I was sharing today about recording uh, on my other podcast that's uh, that's co-hosted with my dear friend and colleague Lau Stone so that's the Aware Parenting podcast and I noticed afterwards that I had some big feelings showing up and I felt really young and small and they were really big feelings so straight away I knew this was not about the present this isn't about what happened with Lau this was the present was reminding me of something from the past. So from a psycho-spiritual perspective, this is what happens. Our uh, souls on our soul's journey experience things uh, as in, and their invitations to listen to the younger parts of us that didn't ever get heard, to really hear those experiences, to offer reparative experiences and um, to really get to, to say and offer to those younger parts what they really would have loved back then. And that's how healing happens, so that these things don't need to keep showing up, these outer um, events don't need to keep showing up, that we get more and more choice and, and willingness to have different experiences. So anyway, this was showing up, but um, and I had a busy evening ahead of me. I wanted to edit the podcast and show it to social media, had my two teenagers uh, were wanting dinner. I uh, was wanting to go and hang out with my mum, who, as I mentioned before, she's 89. She lives in a granny flat in my back garden. We hang out each evening and we sit with the bunnies that live with us. Um, what else? Washing up. Uh, wanted to listen to a couple of episodes of Russell. Um, I was going to call him Russell Grant, Russell Brand. Um, you can see I'm looking at the past if you live in England you can see I can was feeling back into younger parts of me so anyway what I did is so that I was not completely immersed in these big feelings from the past I connected in with the younger part of me that was showing up and I connected in with my inner loving mother and my inner loving mother puts one hand on my forehead the other hand on my torso and says and did say last night I'm right here with you sweetheart I hear how upset you feel, really hear the loneliness, the sadness that's showing up for you and I'm listening and I'm going to keep on listening and I'm here to listen to you more later on. Those kinds of things, really with this physical presence, these 
this empathy, this listening, this really acknowledging this younger part of me that was here, so that for the rest of the evening I wasn't completely immersed in this younger part and these big feelings, which is what used to happen to me. I used to live in those younger parts of me and the big feelings from the past 99% of the time, whereas nowadays it's actually quite rare for those younger parts to show up in a big way like that. I listened... My inner loving mother listened to the point that I could feel this relief, this this outbreath. There's often a, a relief when the, the, that inner presence is felt. Those that younger part of me knew that she wasn't on her own. That's often a big part of this inner loving presence work because often the younger parts of us, because of this time, most of our parents were not able to be deeply present with a wide variety of feelings so not only we had the feelings that didn't get to be heard we had that sense of being alone with them so the inner loving presence is just to to have the sense of there's someone with us there's this presence with us can transform the whole experience and often that's just enough that's enough um, and in this case although I felt relieved I could still feel the you know still about 80% of the feelings sitting under the surface. So I did that night. Oh, the crickets are out. I wonder if you can hear them. Uh, that night and the next morning, I connected in with my inner loving mother and eight-year-old me, and I travelled in the time portal back to eight-year-old me where I could really see the that environment that I was in, deeply listen to the feelings. And it's like putting everything back in... Um, not back in place, but it's like the, f- the feelings completely make sense because it's like, ah, oh, yes, this is eight-year-old me. This is how I, f- I felt. And so I went through the inner loving presence process, which is a you know, set of, of um, ways to connect in, basically, to really listen. So my inner loving mother really listened to that younger part of me and listened to all the feelings and offered this reparative experience and gave information about how my life unfolded that was really helpful for eight-year-old me because often those younger parts don't realize that things have changed and there was this again this sense of relief as the the feelings as they were heard all this all these things happened that eight-year-old me felt this relief and I returned to what I call soul me, which is my innate lovingness and willingness. So from this really immersed space of feeling a lot of big feelings, which in the past would have probably sat around for a week or so and kind of infected or influenced, invaded, those are strong words, aren't they? All, all Every experience, and I would have like not been able to do anything much and I would have influenced all my interactions and my work and everything what happened was as I finished the process this morning felt the relief connected into my willingness practice as I do in the morning just briefly connected with what I'm wanting to do and what I'm willing to do and then here I am back in adult self back in my lovingness and my willingness and jumped out of bed bed beddy or even beddy to start the day rather than um this little eight-year-old me trying desperately to get my attention which is what would have happened way down in the past even even after many years of therapy and things like that I still don't really know how to do this stuff on um you know on an ongoing basis 
even though I trained as a psychotherapist and did a whole load of amazing things that really helped the, for me something about the inner loving presence work or lots of things about it that really tangibly make a difference on a day-to-day basis and it's not to say they're easy and as I said it's not just a like snap my fingers thing uh, it takes it invites practice and diligence and willingness and I find it really transformative so I wonder how you feel having listened to this um, wonder if this resonates with you you may be listening you may have already done my loving presence process course this might be a little reminder do you want to connect in with any inner loving presences um, what are you most longing to hear sometimes it can be really helpful to ask what are you longing to hear from the people around you because sometimes it can really help with connecting with it with an inner sense of this I do want to say as well this does never com- never completely replaces outer relationships the paradox is I have found is the more these internal presences have you know taken root and been really stable that's really impacted my outer relationships so what was outer that remember that our outer environment becomes internalized and as we shift and shape the inner responses that also impacts our outer relationships as if inner and outer were completely separate of course they're completely interrelated so we might be willing to receive more and more love from our inner loving mother and then realize our relationship externally with our mothers as transformed which has been my experience we may connect with our inner beloved and really receive the support that we need and then and then see that shifting on the outside now this doesn't mean that we are responsible for all of our relationships and for the behavior of others because this work is also about uh, having capacity to speak our no which some people might call boundaries I don't talk about speaking our no and expressing our neo no and our neo yield as well and loving limits in parenting um, uh, and it does really hold that we do have a profound influence on our relationships and our relationship with ourselves deeply influences our relationships with others so that's the yummy thing and also uh, there will be times still where if something's particularly big from the past or we're particularly young and that memories are perhaps really implicit that we still need outer loving support and so this is not to become like a an island exactly the opposite actually it's so that we become more and more tuned in with love that we increasingly become ourselves as love we have increasing capacity to receive love from others and from the other than humans we become have increasing capacity to give love to share love to radiate love so it's all about the love uh, in other podcasts i talk more about will but today is all about the love so i wonder if this um yeah if you've had any ahas or any thoughts or any ideas wants desires willingnesses uh, so support you in feeling more loving presence within you and outside you thank you so much for listening if you want to find out more about any of my work you can find out on my website marionrose.net so much love to you thank you for listening and i'll talk to you next time